This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of MarketScale's Pro-AV Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on another episode and uh, consuming some great Market Scale Pro AV content with, of course, some great Pro AV thought leaders. If you want to listen to previous or upcoming Pro AV conversations, you can start by going to marketscale.com slash industries, heading to our Pro AV vertical and checking out our podcasts and our videos and articles on there as well. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. A few different ones to subscribe to. I'll point you to MarketScale Radio, MarketScale Technology, and MarketScale Manufacturing. Those are our main umbrella posters right now. So if you're looking for a mix of content from different industries, especially Pro-AV, go ahead and give those channels a subscribe. So on today's episode, we're taking a broad and a granular look at developments in display technology. What the market is looking for in display technology in general has changed dramatically in even the last two years. Then when you add COVID-19 to the mix and uh, the dynamics of indoor and outdoor signage, what clients are needing, tech and content support wise, and how they fit into a broader content strategy, these are all things that are being rewritten for a post-pandemic reality. So, of course, we need to have some conversations about what does it look like to uh, integrate display technology post-pandemic and what technologies are supporting the market post-pandemic. So, for insights on this, we're pulling on 20 years of experience in the field. We're speaking with Shai Juili. He's the CEO and founder of PrimeView Global. Shai, great to have you on. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. Great to be here, Daniel. Looking forward to unpacking your thoughts on this and pulling from all your experience. Let's start with your experience um, because you've witnessed a lot of change in the industry. Like I said, you've had 20 years of experience in the industry. You're the founder of PrimeView. And in that time, you've deployed practically every display technology available in the ecosystem globally. So great understanding of uh, the dynamics in different geographic markets, in different local markets, and how the technology has changed. So what have you seen as some of the most critical use case advancements in those 20 years that set us up for the market dynamics we see today? So first of all, I think that uh, communication have changed the way we uh, communicate with each other the way we send a message uh, out there. Uh, it used to be more modest in the past. People would use uh, small devices, small display, or they wouldn't even uh, think about uh, deploying a visual solution to impress their customers or audience. And today it's going exactly to the opposite uh, of it because uh, spaces are changing. People expect to see the wow factor basically in anything, even in a Zoom conversation, people want the outstanding background to show off in a, in a company meeting, you know? So um, quality has definitely have changed dramatically in the last five years. Uh, it was a conversation we had in the past for the 4K. Now we're having the new conversation about 8K. Is it really necessary? Uh, the idea is to be ready for the future, 
to have your uh, production lines and uh, your tech team supporting the upcoming technologies. But at the same breath, you need to be prepared to fulfill the existing needs and demand right. of the market. I mean, you can't sell everybody about 8K or future product when everybody's looking for uh, the standard basic. It needs to be reliable, simple, but also it needs to be like uh, people are expected to get something more than the usual visual that they saw till today. So how do you how do you synthesize that uh, balance then into uh, a broader business model? Uh, and how have you learned over those 20 years to stay both ahead of the curve and provide that cutting edge technology, but also have an infrastructure that can supply the core technologies that are popular now and haven't lost favor? So the point is like this. People like to have one-stop shop for a solution when it comes to visual, because usually these solutions are complicated to deploy, needs a lot of understanding in a multiple field, starting from construction to uh, to all, all these huge LED walls, going through a reliable touchscreen and making an outstanding outdoor solution that can actually work 24-7 in any environment. Now, usually, if you're approaching a project of that scale, whatever complicity you have, you need to work with multiple companies that everybody brings is own expertise in a certain field that is very limited on the visual aspect. So Prime View realized that if we're going to come with a package that can fulfill any need of customers, regardless of the size of the project, because we are not looking at each project like, oh, yeah, this is a big one, this is a small one. We look at each project like it's the first project we do it because we know that if we will deploy the project in the proper way, we will learn from the process, we will improve from the process, and in the way, we will gonna make a lot of friends that are gonna be our uh, cheerleaders in the industry saying Prime is a great company to work with. So it's always about asking the customer, what are the real needs? What are the real issues? And we know that everybody's concerned about reliability, stability, redundancy, and service support for the long run. And that's what we do when we present a product. We are able to support that product for five to 10 years of long longevity of production, which is very rare in the industry when everybody's running to replace his product every 18 months. So this is a, something we bring to the table and a lot of people like that because if you start a project design today, which will be deployed in 24 months from now, 36 months from now, you want to know that all the design and drawing that you got today are going to be valid 36 months from now. So you can use them and have the technology. And if the technology evolved, we will evolve the technology inside, but keeping all the measures and all the structure behind it the same as was presented initially. So let's go ahead and track uh, what that looks like today, then. Uh, balancing today's current technologies and the cutting-edge technologies of the future that often get the buzz. What would you say is the current market situation for LED projects today? And if you could, uh, please take into account COVID-19 in your answer, uh, specifically its effect on 
clients and local businesses on the budgets that they have to shop with now for LED, uh, but also the global supply chain and how that might affect the current market? I think that uh, this is a great question based on the market that is changing and evolving. In a way, COVID-19 gave a big hit to all the industries, but at the same time, people are using to, uh, are learning to use technology in different ways. They're learning to work from home. And uh, because of the social distance that is creating, there will be like uh, new boardrooms that they might be bigger, but with less people inside. So all the technology around it, which is speakers, surround sound, and uh, microphones, and cameras, and visual displays needs to be top-notch because all of the sudden, the meeting is going to be held by a few people in the room, but out of 500 people on the global scale. So you want to have the best picture of each one of them in your meeting room, which you didn't need in the past because you actually could meet them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, which is not happening anymore. Now, that said, the COVID-19 came very heavy in the industry. So all the small manufacturer that didn't have the ability to, to sustain such a hit disappeared. So that leaves the game to the established companies that have the ability to uh, work through this uh, process. I think that uh, COVID-19 have brought something new to the table, which is not necessarily a technology issue, but it is an issue. A lot of companies, uh, especially government on a global scale, and also company, are looking to shift product from uh, Chinese product to non-Chinese, which is made in Taiwan, made in Korea, other location that can support production for technology, because in a way they believe that China's got what to do with the COVID-19. And uh, it's I'm not taking any political uh, statement here, but uh, there is a need in the market to change the uh, structure of production. So uh, our benefit is because our production lines are based in China, Taiwan, and Korea, is to shift production according to customer needs uh, without losing any uh, values in uh, quality or product and uh, giving more solution. Now, one thing ever gave everybody a, a great opportunity is because the market has slowed down, people are more listening to customer needs. They understand that the market has changed. They understand that the needs are different. And they also understand that there is financial struggle for everybody to accomplish his project. So all of a sudden, people that would never discuss terms or improving position or giving you a little bit better solution which, uh, less, with less price, today they are willing to go in that path. Uh, they're not happy, but they realize that the world has changed, the market has changed, and I believe that this gives both bigger values and better prices because everybody wants to be in the game. They don't want to lose uh, their market share, and they will struggle harder to get there. That means that this gives customer more power in the purchasing process. And uh, I believe that they can fit better technology in smaller budget than they could uh, before COVID-19. That's the reality of the market. And because of that, market will push fast to improve technologies to get to the next step to give a better solution and keeping his position in the market. 
there are changes. There are very massive changes like mergers of uh, NEC with Sharp. Uh, we see company in the LCD displays, for example, Samsung dropping all the production line for video walls, LG announcing end of life for the uh, displays for uh, video walls. So there are changes in the world, but that doesn't mean that uh, technology will not exist anymore. It, well, it, it's just shifting location of production. In that case, company like LG or Samsung right now are pushing for the next thing, the new technology. Samsung is working very hard on uh, QLED. Uh, LG is pushing all the efforts to supply OLED on higher levels, 65, 55, 86, 8K panels, and so on. We see that uh, people are leaving one sector, but investing a lot of time and effort in new sector to improve, and again, to stay relevant in the market. So eventually, Customers are getting much more today value that they could before COVID-19 because the game has changed. And it's a better technology world today because people know that they need better in visual, that they want to improve the, the existing structure. But they can do this with a lot of uh, new technology that are less expensive. And one more thing. There are more convergence of technology between software and hardware. You are not able to supply just a box. You need to move further and give a solution. And that, again, comes to the conversation with customers that will tell you what they really need. And if you will be smart enough, you will listen to their real need instead of what you want to sell. And you will come up with a solution that is combined with software and hardware that can be combined as a package. Creating a SKU, it's a great solution for the mass market. Everybody can use it. And at the same time, if someone wants more sophisticated solution, the next level, something that brings them to the wow factor, they will be still talking to you because they already use your basic product in the process. So bringing new technology that are SKU solution it's a great value for everyone, and it's a great opportunity for the people to learn about your product and technology and embrace your new things with less fear because they know that you were there to supply the standard product that makes them shine. Right. Yeah. I mean, being immediately responsive to the market and not like like not taking it upon yourself as a company to feel like you need to drive the whole market forward and make that final decision that, you know what, you know, eventually we're gonna have to make the transition. So we're going to prematurely cut off support to legacy systems or to technology that is still popular now because 8K is the future and, you know, people will adapt eventually. Probably doesn't communicate very well on a customer service level, like you were saying. Right. Exactly. So then how has PrimeView's uh, solutions and uh, how has your strategy adapted under COVID-19 to match some of these new market trends that were already in motion before the pandemic, but now maybe are reinforced or there are new dynamics in place post-pandemic or, you know, mid-pandemic, depending on where you live? And uh, why did you choose to go in the direction you went in? Basically, PrimeView have uh, a great uh, R&D system that uh, allows you allows us to uh, launch new product in a very fast way for the simple reason that we are always six steps ahead of the market with new technology that will come up. 
It doesn't mean that we try to push them to the market because we know that people don't like to be the guinea pig trying new technologies, but at the same breath, we run testing and we have our customer that uh, know that we have some uh, new technology in a backpack and they say, can we try it? Can we be the first one to deploy it? Acknowledging the fact that they are the first one actually going in that path, but they like it because they are pioneer, they do something different, and that gives us some tolerance in technology-wise, if there are mistakes in production, if there are fine-tuning that we need to do in the process. But again, it's coming from a customer that knows that we can deliver something that nobody had before and is the first one doing it, so he's happy to deal with the structure. Going further, when customers come up with needs for the new technology, it's already established and deployed. For example, we have transparent display OLED running in our lab for the last three years. It's, a, it's something that everybody now is talking about that they're very interested to use it in different opportunities. If we have to present it to a customer, we know that we have the right package ready today. We don't have to learn anything in the process. We don't need to do anything special. We just need to follow our standard production lines. That's the concept. We were uh, When we started 20 years ago, I was very eager to present the latest and greatest every two weeks. And I was convinced that everybody's going to fall in love with Prime U because we are always giving them the best solution out there. Guess what? People didn't like it very much. People were looking for standard product that they used to see. So we realized that pushing new technology in front of our regular customer on a daily basis is not very effective. So we learned that part and we kept on doing new technology, but without showing it to everybody, we will keep in the traditional products. We will push in the regular product. We will come with the solutions, hues that are like uh, non-conventional, but still very cool. Like uh, at the time in 2007, we started adapting the HD based T model for display with remote connectivity. Uh, we have a solution for a streaming uh, video in 4K on wireless, like uh, we work with a company in Israel called LiveView that they can actually help the broadcasters in a lot of field, which is a cool factor, but it's coming from a proven tested technology. Nobody's taking any chances in the process. That said, there are new technology coming up as far as for LED displays for outdoor. Till today, the pitch was 10, 6, 4. We are going now to 2, which is crystal clear 4K image on a big LED wall, which become very relevant today because people want to have driving instead of going to the regular uh, cinema. People want to have opportunity to watch a football game in the parking lot instead of getting into the shopping center or to the bar. Why? Because they don't want to get infected. COVID-19 created a new reality. So in that reality, we can mold our existing technology that is pretty new, but people are looking for something different and they are ready to adapt technology that is new to the system. Are there any new market trends that you see uh, popping up because of the pandemic influencing how LED displays uh, are being used uh, strategically or for content or for marketing or just for aesthetics uh, that you think might continue to influence how PrimeView updates its solutions and what are some learning lessons from you know those updates? 
So uh, definitely, I believe that there is a huge movement in outdoor solution. Think about an airport. Airport will restrain the amount of people that can actually go in and go out on a daily basis because they want to make sure that not everybody uh, that needs to go in unless it's uh, is traveling. So all the people that are usually waiting inside will start waiting outside. And all of a sudden, you need billboards and signage and displays to show what's going on inside. Think about going back to the entertainment business. We found out that a lot of restaurants that have like a big uh, parking spot or um, joint location will be very happy to deploy a huge uh, display so they can uh, watch a movie or games and serving their food to the car. The aversa coming to the diner and having dinner or whatsoever. So people are tending to go to the outdoor solution. Now, again, it's uh, summertime. It's the right time to do it. We know we have a window of four to six months. But if we build this solution in the right way, they can be deployed also in the future in coming back to a different solution in the future. For example, think about the driving. In the past, if you want to open a driving, your return on investment was very slow because you could actually watch a movie once a night or twice a night, and this is it. Think about LED, 5,000 needs brightness. You can watch movies in the parking lot all day long. So your return on investment is very fast, and you are creating a wow factor. You're creating a cool factor that people want to come to that shopping center that just reopened and he wants to get traction. And he knows that the husband doesn't like to go shopping with his wife, so he will be very happy to stay in the car and watch a football game. And all of a sudden, you can maintain low volume of the people actually getting in the shopping center and getting also only the people that are actually interested in buying things in the shopping center inside. Again, those solutions come from needs that uh, developers and uh, customer come to us, can you do something different? Can you help us with the process? i give you an example. Today I had a meeting with a company that has an automation parking system. Okay, it's a cool factor. You come in, you put your car, it pulls it up, you don't have to touch it, it parks it for you. Once you back, you push the button, you get it in. But in today's structure, they don't want people to get in completely. They want to have outdoor kiosk that you can put all the information from the outside with your phone and you can communicate without touching anything. And then once you got you arrive to the parking lot, you just exit the car and follow the procedure through your iPhone, again, through the kiosk, so you're not getting in. And all this system is evolving to the next level that they can send based on this new app location of your car, temperature inside, and so on. I mean, there's so many ads on that can come in that brings value to people changing and adapting to the new reality. Because COVID-19 is here, we don't know what is going to leave because there's no cure yet, and everybody's trying to get creative to keep and maintain a normal life standards. All right. Yeah. Thanks for those insights there. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on now to uh, some specific examples of, I, I guess, different markets where LED signage is often deployed and how the market dynamics are shifting in those granular environments. How is LED being perceived in the commercial marketplace today as a tool in the first place, you know, as signage or as a content solution, as an aesthetic solution? And how are you seeing it uh, being integrated for client projects today uh, for indoor 
or outdoor projects with COVID in mind as a a motivator for dynamic change uh, for the market? This is something that uh, it's a working process. People are coming with requests and we fulfill their needs. Uh, I believe that stores and uh, shopping centers and open shopping center will try to create more traffic internally to generate revenue inside. So they will try to send more messages. They will try to uh, to get uh, better information out there for everyone. And I believe that it will be deployed in multiple ways with one specific need. They will need to escalate to the next level of picture quality because they want to keep that wow factor that usually they used to have inside the store. Now we're trying to attract people from the outside inside the store. So you will invest time, money, and effort. And remember that the digital billboards, when they're big, they have a huge impact. You can send a lot of messages in a very short uh, time frame, and that allows you to uh, deploy your solution to multiple customers. And again, not necessarily only people present in that spot. There are a lot of online companies that will try to push information to stay relevant because again, Shopping center is a place that people go to do interactive shopping process, but uh, they want to stay in their mind when they go back home and they still order this online. There will be a deployment. Uh, we see a um, very interesting process. People are walking away from touch screens because everybody is uh, worried about being infected by COVID-19. Right, right. So touch screen all of a sudden... Uh, information, Wayfinder, purchasing kiosk, all of them are not relevant anymore uh, for now because people are afraid to touch. So all the companies are gearing up to uh, work with remote touch. So there are a few options through cameras or a solution with the iPhone and mobiles and Android. There are a lot of uh, solutions that can... Uh, work without actually touching anything in the process. And that is something that people feel comfortable to do. Uh, at the same time, we have a need, the real need of measuring temperature for people for massive crowd. So there are a lot of new solution out there that we are offering and deploying to check people temperature before they enter a closed place to make sure that nobody has fever or is now wearing a mask, in example, if it's a must in that area. Uh, that he cannot access that door because the door are actually not going to open because they are connected to the system that reads the temperature and recognize if you have a mask or not. Again, it's it's going to uh, multiple layers, a lot of discipline combined all together. It's not only visual, it's a lot of uh, facial recognition and uh, temperature measurement and advanced technology and interactive kiosks without touching them and sending all this information to these LCDs, LEDs, you name it, indoor, outdoor, you will need to keep the information flowing because you want people to get, again, you want to be people get involved because time of change, people have less money to spend. So you want them to spend in your location better than other places. Are those solutions uh, the ones that are leading uh, the market right now? Or are, are they uh, are they such a substantial portion of the market that 
you think companies like Prime View or just, you know, the market in general should be adapting to those? Or are they still relatively niche solutions that do exist in uh, a mid or post pandemic uh, AV commercial marketplace, but aren't necessarily the drivers right now? What what are the dynamics there? All these solutions are very popular in uh, in massive scale in the Far East because they have faced the SARS back in uh, 2008. So uh, they have adopted a lot of solutions that uh, they kept in the system also when the SARS was over. So today, when it comes to massive deployment of a system that can uh, confirm temperature and uh, facial recognition to count the people that walk in the building that are part of the system, and if someone was found uh, sick, you can actually recognize who was that person so you can uh, follow up who was nearby to him and all this. Uh, those technologies exist, but there was never a real need in deploying them in our world because we never faced a pandemic like we're facing right now. So uh, even if the pandemic is over, there will be always a perception to keep the system safe. So we will see these devices deployed in uh, restaurants, in airports, in train station, in uh, entrance to uh, sports arena. The list is long and distinguished, but the way we will be doing things are changing and will change more. And this product that we just mentioned is just the beginning. I mean, people need to to understand how to um, combine the solution in their systems because you need a handshake with a system that exists for the new system coming in, but there's definitely a way to do it. It's very simple. doesn't require a lot of engineering work. And once they will use it, you know, I give an example, an office that have a temperature measurement in the entrance, whoever walks in, you see that they're measuring his temperature. Somehow he feel comfortable that there's no one with the fever that walked in the office today. It's something that people need to know that it's a safe place. Of course, it's not protecting you 100%, but it's, it's one item that you can actually verify that it's correct. And uh, we will see more of this uh, solution deployed in the future. And uh, I believe we will see them around for a while. They're not going to disappear that fast because people like to feel safe. And if uh, and, and the solution are evolving to work in a very fast way. So you're really not going to suffer from the process. And it's something that it's important to understand that people will need that. There will be also massive scanning system. There will be a single scanning system. But again, it's always going to be visual because, you know, people want to see the fever, the people entering and counting ads and so on. Yeah, I believe it's, uh, it's going to be, we will see more of them uh, combined with sanitizer for your hands, combined with uh, maybe a new COVID system that can actually uh, measure if you have uh, the disease or not. Uh, there are a lot of technology that are out there waiting to uh, be deployed, and uh, it's a process because people need to get back to uh, normal as much as normal can be after this uh, this COVID nineteen. But uh, they will embrace new solution that will make them feel more comfortable. All right, I know we've talked a little bit about the progression of uh, technology and which uh, technologies are being integrated 
at scale now to respond to the pandemic. But I guess I want to take just a slight step back. Still a granular conversation, uh, but looking more at the technological evolution in the last two years or so. Right. So from 2018 to where we're at now in 2020, what are some of the advances that have been made to LED signage tech that you think are now enabling new opportunities for value in LED for a business or a, a building? And how do these short-term tech improvements impact that dynamic that you referenced at the very beginning? It's trying to stay both ahead of the curve to provide the new tech, but also not let the new tech blind you to uh, the legacy systems that are still popular and that clients still rely on and want. Okay, so uh, we know that as of today, there are still systems that will uh, embrace uh, previous technology of LCDs, uh, displays, video walls, for example. Uh, I will think that the great example is the command and control centers because uh, they can get a lot of value from big video walls that are combined from a matrix of displays uh, that gives them the best resolution. If they will need to match the same level of uh, quality of the picture, they will need to go with very high-end displays of LEDs that are still very expensive. So in that case, the old technology is still uh, is still relevant. We see that uh, still in a broadcast studio, they are deploying a combination of uh, displays of LCDs, video walls, and LEDs because they can go all over with the LED because of budget. But I believe that uh, what made the change in the last two years is that uh, the production of LED uh, process have changed. Uh, today, in, if, if uh, in the past, not that far, like uh, eight months ago, a 1.2 or 0.9 was based on a 4-in-1 LED, which is the previous technology. Today is based on a 2-in-1, which makes the production easier, cheaper, faster, which brings us to a cost-effective solution that can get a bigger market share because people can get really high resolution. And just for reference, a 0.9 on a 165 can give you 4K display, on a price that today may be still expensive, but uh, if you consider that two years ago, it would be like 10 times more. So LED have evolved a lot. We've seen more and major players uh, improving the technology. We see new processing system that allow us to be uh, better in controlling the flow of work on LEDs, controlling each pixel color calibration, more factor that improve. Uh, also, there's new technology that allow you to get the the LED out there in a rocketized environment. You have a GOB, which is glue on board. You have COB, which is chip on board. You have AOB, which is a process that protects the display from being uh, sensible. So, and you can make, for example, if you wouldn't, if you would have wanted to make a touchscreen on a 500 inch LED wall a year ago, it will be not very simple or nice because your finger, when they touch the LED, don't feel very comfortable. Via versa, with glue on board, you can make like a flat surface, very nice to touch. It's very ruggedized, so you can work with it. You can touch it. Humidity is not a problem anymore. Temperature is not a problem anymore. And that gives you an opportunity to deploy technology in different ways that you couldn't do before. So usually the biggest display touchscreen you would get is a 98 inch 
or a video wall of two by two is 110. And all of a sudden you can have this huge 500 LED wall, even though you're not gonna use all the spot for the touch, but it's gonna be an interactive touch all the way around. Of course, people don't wanna to touch it today, but in the future, once they go back to using touch and interactive, they can work with it. But again, technology is more uh, affordable today. LED production is getting better, is improving. Uh, the yield in production is getting much better, which give us uh, improvement in production prices, which can uh, give customer much lower prices. And uh, the way they are built, they're becoming slimmer and lighter and less power consumption. And again, it's evolving. It's still not 100% of the market because you see, still see massive deployment of uh, single displays or video walls or uh, a combination of uh, both. But I believe that the LED will get a bigger chunk of the market growing further, especially in the outdoor market that give them a place to shine because making an LCD outdoor 75, 86 is something you can do, but it's a complicated process. It's expensive. They are versus taking a 220 of LED. We have a new version right now of Fusion Max uh, 254 inch that is just like a two inch thick and you can get the full outdoor IP65 full HD display in a very affordable price, which was a dream two years ago, one year ago. All of a sudden, all this technology is becoming affordable to many people. So if you want to have a cool factor in your backyard and you can afford a project of $100,000, you have a huge LED wall in your backyard. Of course, not everybody can do it, but I believe five years from now, it's going to be much cheaper and everybody can afford it in the backyard to have a, a great display to watch movies with friends in the outdoor that's where the market is going to and it will get there shy i want to thank you for all the insights so far you know pulling from your 20 years of experience in this field you're really giving us a fresh perspective here i want to end by i guess getting to the heart of why this conversation matters and that is applying it day to day in your relationships with your clients and in uh, you know, deciphering when uh, trying to uh, unpack what kind of solution they need, deciphering what technology and strategy is going to be best with these market dynamics in mind, with the advancements in technology in mind as well. So how do you and your company approach determining what solution is best for your client? One example would be choosing you know, a black box turnkey solution versus going full custom. That's just one example. But how do you approach determining what solution is best and which variables are the ones that should most influence that kind of decision for a client? And how does you know, the current market dynamics influence that kind of decision and strategy? We like to take customer to sightseeing to see location that have deployed different solution if they can afford it, or we can send them some pictures and references of installation that we have deployed so they get, can get an idea. Uh, they like to come usually to our showroom here in New York, in LA or in Miami to see uh, what we do, to make decisions based on what they see. Now, you always need to evaluate the budget because at the end of the day, someone is to pay for uh, all this fancy technology. And uh, so it's good to set the uh, expectation of uh, what uh, they want and what they can afford. 
And based on that, we try to uh, strive to the best solution that can fit their needs based on what they can actually purchase. And uh, there are a lot of small tweaks that we can bring to the party that uh, are not expensive. They can enjoy it and they can get uh, the wow factor, even using a standard product. But uh, for example, uh, we have our standard SKUs for the Fusion Max. And uh, today we came out with the Fusion Max Pro, which is a new line of LED that looks exactly like a project LED, like a design LED, but it's a SKU. It's a uh, 110, 138, 165, 220, but it comes with the IP control. It comes with all the whistles and solution that allows you to remotely access the display and communicate with it wirelessly and have all the information on the wall, but still keep it cost effective, getting your frame around it. It's slim, it's nice, it's easy. The installation process is very short. And again, all these things adds up to a solution that is affordable for a lot of companies to embrace. If they like it and they want to escalate it to the next level, we are ready, we have all the tools and means to do it, but we like to uh, start in a humble way, offering the variety of the solution, and they will go and decide whatever suits their needs best. And sometimes we also see process that we start with something small, we even install it, and then the customer comes, you know what, I would like to upgrade to the next level, to the bigger solution, to something better, or maybe in a new location I want even better, and goes on. And that's the way we do it, uh, approaching customers. And again, we give them the variety of LCDs and LED to choose from, and they can decide what suits better their needs in their spaces. All right, Shai Jiwili, CEO and founder of PrimeView Global. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, giving us your thoughts and uh, your perspective on how to contend with the current market dynamics of digital signage, how technology are influencing uh, those dynamics, how COVID-19 and how customers in general are influencing those dynamics. Really valuable insights. Uh, if folks want to learn a little bit more about PrimeView and uh, the different solutions you offer or potentially get in touch, where can they go online? They can go on uh, primeuglobal.com. We have our uh, contact there. We have our projects to see. We have our product to review. And of course, we have our YouTube channel so they can see our cool solution we are offering to our customers and uh, go from there. Fantastic. Shaiji Ueli, thank you again for your time. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, again, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and you can head to our Pro AV vertical and you can find plenty of videos, articles and podcast content there. But we also service a variety of different industries. So if you have any uh, broader B2B content itches, it's there, marketscale.com slash industries. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Look us up, MarketScale Radio, MarketScale Technology, or MarketScale Manufacturing. Hit that subscribe button and leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.